Hi everyone, and welcome to the 178th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with... Emily! Hello! Emily, how you doing? I'm doing good, how are you? Emily, I have a question. Something I'm very curious about. Okay, I'm ready. How is the weather in Canada right now? It was actually very nice out today, but I was working. <laughs> I was working oh. inside all day. <laughs> oh, unfortunate. But it was nice out. How would you describe your working environment? I, I mean, you're inside, but can you at least have a like a window? Can you at least see outside? There's actually like really big windows, like right by cash, because I'm like a cashier. It's like yeah. really big windows. So yeah, I work at Canadian Tire. Okay, <laughs> Very Canadian. well there you go. <laughs> that sounds as about as Canadian as you can get. Yeah, uh, back when I was uh, in America, I, w- I worked at the Apple Store, but our Apple Store was situated inside of a mall, yeah. like pretty deep inside a mall, so we had no windows. We kind of called it the, the the steel box or the refrigerator, because you know, the Apple Store, if you've ever been to one, they always keep it really cold, and I just, you know, you end up in this room... For hours and hours, all the walls are stainless steel. The floors are made of stone. I remember when I was um, like still in training there, they made this like whole like spiel about like, oh yeah, you know these stone these stone floors here. Apple is the only one that has these stone floors. You know why? Well, back when Steve Jobs was you know going around in Japan traveling, he saw this one. Uh, you know, peep, uh, one, one like uh, stand stale- selling stone tiles, and he really liked a certain set of stone tiles and asked the person uh, to, uh, you know, see if they could get the hookup for the Apple Store. And not only did they get the hookup, but they actually, Apple bought the whole mountain that the stones come from. So Apple's the only one that has these stone floors. Now I don't know how real that is. Yeah, that sounds. That's the that's sounds the a bit stuff of like a stretch. They, that's what they told us. I mean, I'm sure the mountain next to it is probably made of the same stone, so I don't know. But yeah, that's that's what they claim. And uh, oh yeah, all the stools at the Apple Store cost like 800 bucks. Like it's wow. pretty ridiculous. That sounds and- ridiculous. Yeah, that that one is real though, because they get like them custom made, and they they get them custom made, and then Apple get when Apple gets them, then they paint them black. I don't get it, but they're very expensive. Everything about the Apple Store is very expensive, but it's all custom. They want that custom look, so that's what you got to do. So uh, anyway. For you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, Spotify, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. I don't know if anybody noticed, but on the last podcast, the 10th anniversary podcast, I think I called it the Kingdom Hearts Ultimania Twitter, and nobody called me out on that. Shame, shame, shame. Kingdom Hearts Ultimania has been dead for 500 years. This is Kingdom Hearts Union now. Anyway. So we have a two-segment show today. Our first segment is Games You Should Play While Kingdom Hearts Is Away. Basically, we're going to, you know, since Kingdom Hearts 3 has released, 
I thought it would be a great opportunity to talk about some games we think you should play if you, you know, if you're missing Kingdom Hearts and you want to find something new to play. You know, if you're not sure what's worth giving a try, you know, I think between myself and Emily, we can give you a good list of games that I have many uh, are worth playing. Oh yeah, that's great. So, and uh, after that, we'll have our question segment. In the way of announcements, as always, if you guys want to support the show, please support us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/FFKHUnion. And our Patreon executive producers for these for this episode are as follows: We have Nahi Kablawi, Chris Morales, Zach Duranto, who's at zduranto58, Michael Graham, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Thorin Bullen, who's at Masker23, Tori Patrick, Fayez Bilal, Alex Ray Schneider, who's at Alex Ray Schneider, Louis James, Rachel Casterton, who's at Orbayun Ray. Muhammad Quam and uh, Emily, if you could take these last ones. We have Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels, Darren Matthews at Doomster73, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namejin, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith, Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson, Miles Ribbons, Ishbeliala at Red Peppers, Rob Porter at Squirty Birdie One, David Calro, Tobias Cappy at The Tobias Cappy, Vedanitas and Yannick Nod at Yannick Nod. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to kgquestions at gmail.com. All right, so our first segment games you should play while Kingdom Hearts is away. So I've got this segment broken down into three parts. We got our first part, which is things you played this year. After that, we're going to talk about games that are older than this year. Could be, you know, just last year, even further, really, really far away, really old games. And then finally, upcoming games you're excited for. So not like distant future, because Kingdom Hearts is probably distant future, but kind of more near term. Things we should be excited about that might be coming soon. Sooner than Kingdom Hearts is next big title, at least. So uh, let's kick it off for the, the first part. Things you played this year. Emily! Are there any games other than Kingdom Hearts 3 that you've played this year that you think our listeners probably haven't given a try yet? Well, I've been playing They're a, good. I've been playing a lot of Crash Team Racing. Like Ooh, a yeah. Lot. <laughs> so, I keep hearing it's better than Mario Kart. Please regale me on okay. why So this a lot is of the people case. like think that Crash Team Racing is a lot more, like, advanced than Mario Kart with, like, the drifting system and just yeah. a lot of stuff like that. It's a lot more, I guess, difficult and faster, too. Oh, so okay. That's what a lot of people think. I, I'm i not going to say it's better, but for me personally, I like it more. <laughs> okay, good. And now, uh, what I'd like to know is, so, so obviously you've played mario kart have you played any other kart racing games like diddy kong racing or any of those other things that you can compare it to i don't think so i remember playing okay like a sonic game but like that's like, okay. way back in my memory like i barely yeah, remember yeah. it so like i pretty okay, much remember no like mario kart wii and like the 64 yeah. bit 
like the 3DS version, and then like I played Crash Team Racing growing up, but now like the remastered version, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so much better. <laughs> yeah, it seems it a has, lot better. Like, the remastered tracks from not just Crash Team Racing, but also like the like sequel that wasn't as popular on the PS2. And there's some original oh, tracks. Cool. There's so much more characters and customization. I I really like it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So yeah. Crash Team Racing gets a big recommendation from Emily. Yes. Is there any like story to it at all, or is it just a racing game? There's like a, like a, an adventure mode. It's called. Not I wouldn't okay. say it's like story, but like yeah, it's pretty much like there's bosses that you race against, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's pretty that's... cool. Yeah, it's more than uh, a one usual games... racing game, as far as I'm aware. With like having that adventure mode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But if you're yeah, actually Mario Kart looking doesn't for a story, that. then my yeah. other recommendation would be Yakuza Kiwami. <laughs> oh know if I yeah, said that right, but I really like that. I played that around like Christmas because I got it for yeah. Christmas. But I've recently started like getting back into the second one. So yeah, oh, I haven't I finished really it yet. Play the second one, <laughs> but now I'm really play excited. The second one so bad, but now I'm really excited to play the third, the fourth, and the fifth one <laughs> eventually. Right, right. Yeah, I'm so it's it's oh man. So I'm now so I really got to finish the second one. <laughs> so I'm I'm assuming you've already played Yakuza Zero. Yes, I love okay, it. Okay, good. <laughs> I love it yeah, so much. That, that's that's so far probably my favorite Yakuza. And actually, Same. I don't know for me personally, and I think this is. The Yakuza series is so interesting in this way. I think... So, Yakuza Kiwami, for those who don't know, it's a remake of the first Yakuza game. And it's like it's really accurate to what the first game was. But I personally feel, now that you know all is said and done, I feel like Yakuza 0 is currently the new best place to start... Yeah. The Yakuza series, like I feel it's That's such a I good introduction. I feel like it's such a great introduction to all the characters, and it's so weird because it's like imagine in Kingdom Hearts what in the Kingdom Hearts series, what if Birth by Sleep came out and that became the new starting point? Like, oh yeah, everybody needs to start that here. Like, so it's weird. actually way better if you start here. I guess like, some it's people so did do that. Strange, but yeah. I don't know. It seems weird. But I, I'm re- I'm really happy about that, and I'm kind of yeah. thinking like these days, like, man, wouldn't it be nice if Kingdom Hearts had like a new entry point into the series, mm-hmm. like, like a new game that was specifically targeted at you know newer fans of the series or or people just trying to get into the series. So that was something I really liked about Yakuza is that. Yakuza Zero, they release that, and it does such a better job at introducing the main mm-hmm. characters than the first and game like, did. And like, I'm not going into spoilers, but like any of the games, but like, I think if I went into the first game without playing Zero, like yeah. just the backstory of it, I feel like it would have been a lot different. I wouldn't have cared as much about like certain characters and yeah, that type of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just for sure. It's a lot sure. more build up and it makes it a lot more better playing the first one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I haven't played y- Yakuza Kiwami 2 yet, but I'm, I'm like really excited for that. Oh man, I can't wait to play. I find the gameplay's a bit different. Like it yeah, doesn't have it like is. the different styles of it. I think I like Zero still the most. But Yeah, yeah. 
It's not bad by any means. Yeah, <laughs> the style switching is definitely it's one of the best parts first, of. But yeah, it's still good. Yeah, I really like. Oh man, I, I really want to replay Zero, and I also want to play Yakuza Two or yeah. Yakuza Kiwami Two. Yeah, those are really great recommendations. Um, so yeah, I would definitely echo that sentiment. Uh, I guess maybe another like slightly altered version of that recommendation is, hey, by the way, uh, both Yakuza Zero and Yakuza Kiwami, oh, and also Yakuza Kiwami Two. Uh, they've all recently released on Steam, so if you have like a really powerful computer, you could like play a PC version. Uh, the only reason I want to bring that up is because so on PS4, uh, both Yakuza Zero and Yakuza Kiwami, the first one, uh, they run at uh, 1080p 60fps, but Yakuza Kiwami Two because it's it's using that new dragon engine that they made for Yakuza six. Um, unfortunately they had to downgrade the, uh, the performance a little bit. So it runs at about 30 frames per second. And you know, this is an action game, but if you have a really powerful computer, uh, if you want to play it on in a 60 FPS, uh, Yakuza Kiwami two, you can do that on the steam version uh, actually, you can play in like 4K 60 FPS if you wanted to, if you have a beefy enough computer. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the benefit of uh, PC gaming. But uh, if not, you know, PS4 version seems pretty good too. Yeah, and I'm not sure about like the Kiwami ones, but I know that Yakuza Zero you can get it for like really cheap. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah, like it's super yeah, affordable. Sure. So it's super affordable, and it's one of the best games of all time. And you'll get so. a lot of time out of it too. It's not like absolutely like I think I put like 80 hours into it. So. Yeah, it's it, it is definitely one of those games where uh the value that yeah. you get out of it is shocking. Yeah. It, it is shocking how much there is to the game cuz once, yeah, once you zero, get in because it's you have amazing. the two different main characters and like it's like two yep. different worlds. Oh, it's beautiful. Two different worlds, two different sets of missions. Both of them are, you know, they both see the world very differently. So when they get into a situation, you know, like when mm-hmm. you, when you're on one side of the fence, it's going to go one way. And then when you're on the other side of the fence, it's going to go completely a different way. It's great. So Love it. Fun. So yeah, uh, I definitely say if you ever wanted to get into the Yakuza series, start with zero. That's a great place to start. Excellent game. One of the best games of all time. I yep. can't overstate that. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think anything else that I've played this year. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mentioned it on the show, but uh, during spring break, I got sick. So I was like, well, I'm going to be at home a lot now. So I decided to get uh, Steins Gate Elite oh, for I the Nintendo playing, Switch. I've tried playing it on PS3, just like the first like original one. Yeah, the original one. I kind of found it difficult just to get into it. But I've heard right? it's really good. Yeah. So. yeah. It okay. So just hard let to me, get into. Let me try to let me try to explain it. And I'm totally with you. It was hard to get into. And actually, I had that experience with the anime. Trying to watch yeah. the anime, I had I think a little I have bit to of get back into it at some point because I yeah. I know I'd probably like it. <laughs> yeah. So if you so my current recommendation for Steins Gate right at this point is. If you had to start with it, I would definitely say Steins Gate Elite is the way to go. 
so basically what Elite does is it takes the anime that they made and basically chops it up and used, uses clips from it you know, in various different ways to basically make a fully animated visual novel. It is constantly you're it's basically like you're watching the anime constantly, but the text that you're reading is the full text of Steinsgate, the the visual novel. So because it's full text, it's gonna be really long. You know, it is a visual novel after all. But, you know, it's kind of like you know, anytime you've ever had a situation with like an adaptation of a of a game, especially into an anime, you know, you take Persona Five for example, or Persona Four, you know, it always feels like you're watching the Cliff Notes version of the yeah, anime or it's like of the game. Cut from it. Yeah. So in this case, I, I I've heard that a few things got trimmed a little bit, but like but, for the most part, it doesn't feel. Like yeah, you're for the most anything. part, you're it's, like, a, it's it's identical. All the different routes are in there, and actually, they even went to the anime studio and got them to animate some stuff that, uh, you know, didn't make it to the anime. So, scenes that weren't in the anime but were in the visual novel, they went out of the way for Steinsgate Elite to animate from scratch. And so, all the different routes are in there. So, you know, much like many visual novels, there's alternate endings that are possible. So yeah, all the different routes, all those endings are are in there and fully animated and fully voice acted, and it's great. Um, I would definitely say it does take a while to get going, unfortunately, but uh, once you get to, I want to say uh, maybe three hours in. I know sounds long. <laughs> the the. Okay, even within like the first hour, it'll actually pick up. Um, but I would say more so three hours and it's very uh, sciencey from how far I got it. It's very sciencey, very sciencey, and yeah, and it's a lot of sciencey up front. It can be a lot to take in. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot to take in. Um, I will also say though a slight warning, and I made it last time, and I, I think it bears repeating because when I was uh, recently on the reset error forums, I saw someone uh, recently post a thread that they were kind of uh, um, I don't know uh, unnerved by certain content that was in Steinsgate. Just s- some context that I want to explain about Steinsgate was that it was originally made back in 2007 and it was also made with kind of an otaku like an anime fan male anime fan audience in mind so there's going to be stuff that if you are sensitive yeah if you're sensitive to certain content especially when it comes to like social justice there might be some content in there that may be a little bit unnerving. If you are able to uh, see past that, you, you may find a, a really entertaining uh, read and watch because you know there's a lot of nice anime. Uh, but if that is something that you know is non-negotiable understandable you know that's maybe something you may not be able to get past for me i was able to go through it 
you know, occasionally I cringed, but hey, yeah, you know, it's it's old. I get it. You know, I I still play Persona Three every now and then, and <laughs> you know, the Persona series is the Persona series isn't perfect in that regard either. It's about basically if you could play Persona, you could play Steins Gate. Yeah, I'll say it's it's a it's usually about that bad. There's maybe a cup, maybe one or two scenes where it goes a little further than that, and I'll just say. For those scenes, I know it may be hard to grasp, but those are supposed to be fan service. I don't know who they're serving, but it's supposed to be fan service. That's what I was telling myself. I'm like, all right, let's move past this. Other than that, it's very intelligent. It is very well researched. It's, uh, you know, just to give a slight bit of context, uh, the theme of it or the uh, subject matter they generally deal with is... Uh, time traveling. Oh, and actually, here's a good uh, recommendation. Uh, in terms of time traveling, one of the uh, big topics that they talk about is world lines. So if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan and you want to know more about what world lines are, uh, they actually talk about them in great detail in Steins Gate. Did you know world lines is not a, a word Nomoro came up with? Did you know that's actually a real scientific concept? I didn't know that, but when I played Steins Gate Elite after having played uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, I got an earful about world lines. Holy crap, did I get an earful about world lines. So, uh, and I'll just say, they're not parallel dimensions. That's not what a world line is. So, uh, yeah, Steins Gate Elite, highly recommend it. It's the best version of Steins Gate. Very compelling. Uh if you ever Google to see what people thought of the anime, like most people, it's like their favorite anime. It's so good. I just personally decided to go in it with the visual novel and it was, I really enjoyed it. Other than that, I also played ghost trick, which is a little bit of an older game, but I played it this year. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I haven't finished it, but, um, very good. It feels like ace attorney. Yeah. In a good way. Because uh, apparently the guy that made or was the main director of the first three Ace Attorneys, after he finished the first three Ace Attorneys, he moved on to this game, Ghost Trick, instead of making the fourth Ace Attorney. That was some other guy. So if you want something that captures the feeling of the original trilogy of the Ace Attorney series, Ghost Trick definitely in that realm. So, uh, yeah, I guess that uh, covers games we played this year, Other, unless you have anything else, Emily, from this year. I think the only thing I ever played this year was Tomb Raider, and that's like, it was like the definitive edition on PS4. Okay. That was really good. How did you, how did you like the new Tomb Raider? Um, I really like it. <laughs> that's good. I bought so. the one of the sequels, but I haven't played it yet. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So actually, my current uh, art school teacher, she worked on that game. So I'm like, oh great! Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, a I really sm- like the small world. Edition. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I definitely want to give it a try. I particularly here, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the second one, is actually really good. Yeah, that's the one I have to play. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm hearing it's good. Oh, and apparently, now this, this is getting a little bit technical. So 
Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider are made by different studios. So the the first Tomb Raider reboot and the second Tomb Raider reboot, those two were, were made by some... Oh, Crystal Dynamics. That's who it was. Crystal Dynamics made those two. Mm-hmm. And then the last Tomb Raider that came out last year, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, that was made by Eidos Montreal. So currently, yeah. So so, the, so those teams were separate. Uh, currently, Crystal Dynamics is working on the Avengers game. Oh yeah. And apparently, at the point that they started working on the Avengers game, their the the engine that they use internally split. So IDOS Montreal took a version of the engine, and then Crystal Dynamics kept their engine. So, basically, Avengers, the Avengers games that we see now, is based on the technology of Rise of the Tomb Raider, not Shadow of the Tomb Raider, because those are two separate teams. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I saw it in a Digital Foundry episode and was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But that's how it did. That's how they did that. Cool. So, I guess that's that. Um, Let's move on to older games. Emily, are there any, like, really older games that maybe you haven't maybe even yourself you haven't played it in a while but you think are really worth recommending to people that are kingdom hearts fans so not particularly for kingdom hearts fans although i'm sure a lot of you would enjoy it (laughs) but the zero escape series is like oh yeah here we go it's like my favorite next to kingdom hearts (laughs) Mm -hmm. love it so much and if you're interested in it, you can buy the Nonary Games, which has, it's a bundle of, like, the first game, 999, with the sequel, Virtue's Last Reward. And you can get it on, I believe, PS4, Vita, and I think Steam, too. Yeah, And every now Steam. and then it goes on sale for, like, really cheap. Like, I think recently it was on for, like, $10 or something. Yeah. So, I really recommend it. It is so good. Yeah. It's another visual novel. And yep. it's also a bit science-y. But, ooh. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> My favorite. So, here's here's the only thing that I want to ask. How, how smart do you need to be to play this game? Because I heard <laughs> there's a lot of puzzles. And okay. I'm kind of stupid. Yeah. I find the puzzles in the first game are the easiest. I don't, like, I don't think I really oh. had to look into any, you know, okay. game facts for that. <laughs> okay. But, um, for the sequels, like... For the most part, there was a few times where I just had to, you know, do the little Google, figure out what to do. Because, yep. <laughs> but the first game is good for puzzles, I find. But a lot of people say okay. the other ones are better. But I think a lot okay. of those people are like smarter than me. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So I mean, there's that. So my understanding of the Zero Escape games is that they're kind of in that r- same realm of like visual novel games as Ace Attorney and I guess Danganronpa. Like it seems yeah, like it's made those by, games like, tend to share a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Those seem to share a lot of same of the same, uh, fan, fan yeah. groups. And like, I'll be very biased, but I will say that zero escape is like the best out of all. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's fair. Uh, yeah. yeah, Spike Ch- Spike Chunsoft, they're also the same uh, company that was uh, responsible for Steinsgate. Oh, yeah. Yep, same one. 
Yep. Apparently, they do a lot of those visual novels, and there's mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're really good at it. Yeah, seems seems like it. Now, I, I if I remember correctly, the first one is that nine nine nine. Yeah, nine hours, nine persons, okay. nine doors. <laughs> okay, so that one, that one's fully 2d but the ones after that there's 3d do they yeah. move to 3d it gets kind of weird like okay. the first one was originally on the ds and yes. like with the nonary games it's obviously on like the one screen it's been like adjusted to yeah work like that and it's also been like remastered with like full voice acting yeah but um the second game it still has like the sprites but it's in like a 3d model instead of the 2d Okay. And then the third game is, like, cutscenes, so it's not even, like, really visual novel. It has the escape okay. rooms and then, like, cutscenes. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll say that uh, the first game is set on the Titanic, so you gotta... Yes. You, you gotta play it, because <laughs> it's set on the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, it's set on this so, big ship. It's technically, I think it's a sister ship, or... It's a fictional yeah. one. Yeah. But it's it's the it's, Titanic. It's very based around the Titanic, just like the setting. And basically, what it is, is they have nine hours. There's nine people trapped on the ship, and they have nine hours to escape before it sinks, pretty much. And there's the person that's trapped them there is called Zero, and it's just whew. like it's hard to get into without getting into spoilers because like right yeah. off the bat, it's really like interesting and yeah, it gets very. I definitely want to give it. Too. I want to give it another try, but I I you, played it a little bit and really then I got <laughs> and then I felt stupid because of the puzzles and then then, then I stopped. But maybe yeah, maybe when I get on just even is if it you on the, have to is like, it on the Google Switch the yet? puzzles. Yeah, um, I don't think so. A lot of people want that though. But like that would be great. Even if you have to Google the puzzles, <laughs> the story is so yeah. good and it has multiple endings. You have to like unlock one to get like the true ending. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, okay. So good. <laughs> Well, I guess since it's on, since it's on Steam, I could probably uh, play it on my uh, tablet. I'm just trying yeah. to find. Basically, I'm on, I'm on the search for things I can play on a plane. Yeah, and that sounds like up my alley because basically, I was gonna go back to America around that time that I played Steins Gate, and that's why I bought Steins Gate. But then I got sick, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm stuck at home. I guess I'll play this since I bought it." Yeah. I don't know if so you have looking... a Vita, but I know it's on Vita, too. Oh, yeah, Vita. I... <laughs> the good old Vita. I do have a Vita, but man, I don't like using my Vita. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just lugging that charger around, but I, oh, I'll think about it. So that uh, so that's a great uh, set of recommendations, Zero Escape. I'll, uh, I'll throw my hat into the ring for a, a long-time recommendation, and I will say... I'm going to preface this in this way. If you are a fan of JRPGs, I want to recommend you not just one of the best JRPGs of all time, but actually one of the best games I have ever played. And I say this 100% no fooling. And not only is it one of the best games that I ever played, but it is one of the games where I felt... Like, I have almost never seen a game this fully realized, ever. Like, usually when I, when we play games these days, especially JRPGs that have, like, these really big scopes, you always see 
the cracks. You always see like, oh yeah, this could have been better, or yeah, I could see what they were going with this, but uh, it didn't seem like they really quite did what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's not quite exactly what it's supposed to be. This game, they got everything. They got everything that they wanted. There's almost nothing left to the imagination. What they wanted to be is in there, and that game is Xenoblade, the original xenoblade chronicles that released on the wii but hold up hold up before you go dusting off your wii's you don't have to play it there even if you have like kind of an okay pc you can emulate this in dolphin and it's way better and you and if you have a kind of even better okay pc you can emulate it in hd you can basically make your own HD remaster of Xenoblade the original. I am not kidding. This is one of the best games of all time. M- much of the staff of this game came from Final Fantasy X slash Final Fantasy XII. So this is in some ways... Oh, and not only that, uh, hey, uh, the director is the guy from Xenogears. So if you guys have heard of Xenogears on the PlayStation 1, a lot of people rant and rave about that. And that's an example of a game where it started really good and they ran out of budget halfway through and then had to make a clip show ending. So Xenoblade is like, imagine that team, but then also Final Fantasy X people and also some Final Fantasy XII people. But then they got all the budget they needed and finished the game and made it what they wanted it to be. It is amazing. Also, all the voice cast is British. (laughs) They're all like from BBC dramas. Interesting. And they're all very, very good. It's so good. Uh, also, uh, the soundtrack for Xenoblade Chronicles, done by a mixed assortment of amazing composers. Main theme composed by Yoko Shimomura. Hey. And actually, not just the main theme, but a lot of. She composed a lot of the music. Also, uh,. That guy, Mitsuda, I don't know. The guy who did Chrono Trigger, he's in there. And then a whole bunch of like anime uh, composers, which they turn out to be even better. They they turn out to be some of the best composers for the, for the game. So highly recommended. Uh, the general setup is that you are a race of humans. Uh, so basically, I don't know. In this world, there's like these two giant mecha that fought each other and then died mid-battle and then their corpses these giant like mecha corpses froze in in space when they died and then basically little by little life sprang up on their bodies so the world is in the shape of a giant mech and you are a boy that lives in a town that is on like the back of a shin of the giant mech. It's like it's like on it's it, like he lives on the calf of one of the legs on the giant mech and your journey will be crawling along the the leg and then crawling up the leg all the way up the body and then, you know, you know, the journey will take you from there. But it is gorgeous. If you've ever played Super Smash Brothers, that character Shulk, that's who he, that's 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 the main character. If you ever wondered what that's from, 
and you wondered why why did they include that character? What good is he? He's from one of the best games of all time and you better play it. And this is not the first time I've made this recommendation. <laughs> so if I still remember to make this recommendation, I'm I'm being serious. It is one of the best games of all time. And hey, Kingdom Hearts fans, Yokushima Mora was in there. Support her. So do you think She's that'll be like remastered anytime soon? <laughs> I'm hoping, but I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunately, not it's not clear and the development studio behind it, Monolith Soft, um, they're the team that helped uh, the Legend of Zelda team make Breath of the Wild. Uh-huh. Basically, they're the team behind the whole open world. That's the other thing is that Xenoblade on the Wii, all the way back on the Wii, it wasn't open world, but gosh dang it, that world was huge. And on the Wii U, they actually made Xenoblade Chronicles X, which was a full open world game. So they had open world tech that got translated into Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's why Breath of the Wild has an open world, by the way. You can thank this team. And they're currently in the middle of making a new title. And then also they're making a Legend of Zelda title that might be open world. I don't know if it's Breath of the Wild too, but... They're working on something. So I don't know what they're doing. I hope they do a remaster. Um, The most recent release of the game was not the Wii version, but actually on 3DS. uh, Oh, on the new 3DS. Oh, yeah. It's one of those games that if you really want to play it, you have to play it on new 3DS. Because I remember I was interested in it and I was like, really? Yeah. (laughs) The new 3DS. Yeah, you have to play it on the new 3DS because it's one of those games where it's like, this probably shouldn't have been released on the 3DS, but we made it work anyway. So it, it it's kind of in that realm. But I, I personally, I wouldn't recommend playing. I mean, if that's all you got, you can definitely play that. Um, if if you have the opportunity, I would highly recommend playing the uh, playing the Wii version emulated on a PC. That's probably the best version. But, I mean, obviously, if you have a Wii and you can get it, um, get a used copy, is probably pretty easy to find, maybe, I hope. So, yeah, highly recommended. One of my favorite games of all time. No no uh, understatement there. Uh, so, yeah, I guess those are some good uh, older recommendations. Let's talk about some up- get upcoming games we're excited for so things releasing towards the end of the year and i guess things releasing at the beginning of next year that we're excited for obviously you know uh kingdom hearts 3 dlc will be releasing winter so kingdom hearts 3 dlc will be in the mix at some point so things other than that so uh emily what what kind of like upcoming games that are going to be releasing soon are you uh excited for i can't think of any at the top of my head that are coming out this year like i think everything Uh i'm looking forward to now is like early next year beginning next year yeah okay since since you've since you don't have anything for uh uh this year I'll, i'll just quickly say a couple of mine uh death stranding that's gonna be in november um Shenmue 3 out of morbid curiosity, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> I backed it. I don't I, I'm kind of regretting that through. I backed it. Yeah, I have to see it through. 
I, I backed it. I mean, I only backed it for 30 bucks, so I don't feel too bad about it, but I was hoping that it was going to be a lot better than it was. But, uh, yeah. That's, was uh, that Kickstarter the one that was, like, a while ago? Yeah, yeah. it was uh, back E3 2015. Yeah. That's how far back. Because that, that was the thing, E3 2015, the, the, the year of dreams, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. They... They kicked it off with Last Guardian. Hey, Last Guardian, it's it's alive and it's going to release soon. And then Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then instantly, Shenmue 3 is coming. And it's going to be on Kickstarter. So if you actually really want it, you better give us a lot of money. And then, hey, this is the most successful Kickstarter of all time, at that point at least. Turns out Kickstarter money is not enough to fund it. And nobody else really funded it all that much in terms of like business interests and um yeah there i don't know there's still a chance of it being good so it comes out on my birthday so i'll give it a try yeah but i guess yes um, my main game that i'm interested in is going to be death stranding you know in terms of stuff that's going to release this year i think there was something in september oh i guess there's like the eight remaster and then like oh yeah Maybe Link's Awakening, that remake, but I'm not really that interested. Oh, yeah, Pokemon. Sword and Shield. I might play that, maybe. Or maybe I won't. Haven't decided. Uh, been playing a lot of Pokemon Go, so... <laughs> maybe it's worth playing Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's probably better than Pokemon Go. I only play Pokemon Go to, because it makes me go walking more, so... I'll just say, currently, I'm at, like... 52 kilometers walked this week which is like 30-ish miles so thanks pokemon go so emily what's what 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 are some of your picks for early next year i know there's a lot (laughs) well i plan on buying a switch just for animal crossing okay good call another game i'm interested in it like just came out as astral chain I'm also going to get that on oh, Switch. Oh, yeah, right. I'm really right, interested right. in that's that. Cool. I heard that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Then, platinum games, right? Yeah. And there's also okay. cool. the Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> of course, yep. Of course. Elephant in the Room. So that, that'll be coming out in March, finally, the, the first episode of that. Yeah. And then... I'm excited Cyberpunk. for that almost, almost just to know how the business model is going to work for final fantasy 7 remake like yeah. i just want to know how are you planning on selling these episodes what's okay yeah. i want to know what the second episode is titled because even though I they've feel... been really like open yeah. about it being episodic i feel like there's still so many people that don't really know that like i'm Get worried it. there's yeah. gonna be so many people like just like casual people that just like haven't like they'll see it and they're like i want to get this you know i played it like however i, ha- I have a ago. feeling that if they just tell me what the title of the next game in the series is, I'll instantly understand what the business model is. Like, I feel like, like they need subtitles for it. Because if they just put Final Fantasy yeah. Remake, like, like that's there's going to be a the lot only of people one. that are like, where's the game? Yeah. It's... I just exited Midgar and now it's over. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, we, we remade it. Didn't you like it? We cut out all the other crap. <laughs> We thought this was better. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh well. I I don't know. It'll it'll be fine. Yeah. So yeah, and you and you were saying Cyberpunk. Yeah, I'm also that comes out on really my excited. 
That, oh, that one comes out of my birthday. birthday to you. <laughs> yeah. At least you get a nice game on your birthday. I'm stuck with Shemu 3. <laughs> yeah. No one me, though. Yeah, I won't I'm, even I'm play really it excited. on my birthday. So yeah, I'll play it like I don't know if I'll have time for it then. I just don't know where I'm going to have time for all these games that are coming I know. out. Because, like, I'm in university and, like, right around that area where all these games are coming out, like, late That's March, the worst. Like, early April. It's, like, literally, like, where That's all my, end like, of semester. finals would be. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> That's the worst. Oh, like, man. it kind of worked for Kingdom Hearts 3 because I wasn't too busy at that time. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, January. I don't know what I'm January do. <laughs> to, like, yeah, January to, like, maybe end of February. That's, like kind of an easy time you might have like one project mm-hmm. at some point during that time but more or less you're pretty free come march <laughs> it's like all right here's the here's what your final's gonna be yeah and you better start cranking it up right now because it's gonna get crazy from here yeah and so i might just be making all, some really slow all progress. of april yeah and that like cyberpunk is the worst game for that because you know going based on my experience with the witcher 3 my god it is those games take forever mm-hmm. so yeah can't yeah I, i'm a little scared for that too can't lie about that but uh at least i yeah, shouldn't so... get spoiled for final fantasy 7 remake <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Well, At the bare I mean, minimum, gonna... I know yeah. the baseline of what should happen in yeah. that. <laughs> I guess, like, anything that they change? Yeah. Like, clearly there's that stuff with the, uh, those, like, ghost like, things. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you saw recently, but there were these, uh, screenshots, or not screenshots, but, like, off, off projector or off screen photos that were taken so not of the demo but at gamescom they had like kind of like a behind the clo- behind closed doors presentation and they showed a lot of pictures from midgar during the day and i'm just thinking like what are you doing with this i mean look I- i'm already f- i'm fully prepared for the idea that they're expanding the Midgar segment into a full game, but I guess it didn't quite hit me to the ex- like what extent they're going to to make this a full game. So I'm thinking this is going to be a more complete project than maybe people are expecting. Yeah. Like this isn't going to be a five hour thing and you're done like the original, you know, yeah. Midgar segment. This is gonna there's going to be a lot more that has to be added to it. So there's going to be new parts added in that we're not expecting. Like right now so, it's two discs and that's just yeah. Midgar. That's, that's so, two Blu-rays for Midgar. So yeah, clearly yeah. there's a lot to it. When you think of it like that, it's like, whew. Yeah. Like you just remember there's two Blu-rays crazy. and it's like, oh, okay. So this is bigger than a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. Most it's games. bigger than most games. Yeah. And it's just the Midgar part. Like, Square, what are you doing? I just, I, I mean, I know a lot of games these days. Like they're they're pushing it a lot when it comes to disc space. Like yeah, uh, Final Fantasy fifteen, for example, on PC. My the last time I checked, it was like a hundred and fifty gigs. So that's like a three disc game 
pretty much when it comes to Blu-rays. Like a, a dual layer Blu-ray is 50 gigs. So if you're at 150, you're about three Blu-rays in. But that's including all the DLC. That's including all the updates. Yeah. That's including like HD texture packs. Like the original, original release was maybe... I mean, obviously on PS4, it was like 60 gigs. But I think the release that actually came to PC was like maybe... Uh, with all the packs included maybe 100 gigs 120 around there mm-hmm. but that that's including a lot of extra stuff so i don't know I, I i'm eager to see what happens with this but man that's yeah. a lot of data for what i don't know until i have it in my hands like it's still that five hour segment to mm-hmm. me that's all I'm, i can I'm envision because really i don't I know like... what they're doing I know. I'm so excited, though, because it's, like... Yeah. I love the Final Fantasy VII, just, like, the whole universe so much. So, like, yeah. I will take all of the expansion on it. Because, like, I feel like there's some game worlds where it's, like, I'm not too invested in it. Yeah. But, like, Final Fantasy VII, I'm just, like, I love Midgar. I love the entire world. And, like... Yeah. Like, I've been, like... I read one of the, like, side novel things, and I still have to read... Oh, wow. One of the yeah. other ones. Like, I'm that invested in it. And I actually really Did you read the them. one about, I don't know, I, I read it like a summary of the one where like Den, it was about Denzel from yeah. the movie and like it was talking about the Sector 7 slums yep. crashing down and he was yep. in it. Yeah, that's On the Way to Smell. It has like, it has a bunch of little short stories with like a few of the different okay. characters. I really liked a lot of them. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, obviously we're both really excited for Final Fantasy VII remake. You yes. know, got gotta gotta send the love to Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I guess other than those two, there's other games that are releasing early next year. Not coming to my well. I mean, obviously uh, in uh, February, that's when the last of the Yakuza remasters are is going to release Yakuza Five, yeah. and I'm really excited for that because I haven't finished yakuza 5 on ps3 and part of the reason was that i was so used to what yakuza was looking like on ps4 that it was like yeah. kind of like ugh. it's like 720p and like really chunky and disgusting and my ps3 sounds like uh, an aircraft <laughs> taking off every time i play this yeah and i'm actually like i really want to play that one specifically because a lot of it takes place in fukuoka and I've actually been to Fukuoka and actually like don't live that far from Fukuoka. So to me, it's like this is the one that's actually set in a place that's like kind of close to home. Mm-hmm. So I want to like really enjoy this one. Also, there's this crazy taxi minigame. Have you played Yakuza 5 yet? What? Have you played Yakuza 5 yet? Oh, no? Okay, so there's a crazy taxi game in there that it is insane. It is insanely in-depth. Like, if you remember from Yakuza 0 how the uh, real estate thing is and how the cabaret club is... It's, oh my god! And how when you get into it, like, there's a whole storyline to it. I love that stuff. Okay, Yakuza, Yakuza 5 has a full taxi game with a whole storyline and the problem was that it's really early in the game and the instant it unlocked 
it was like my Yakuza Five turned into taxi taxi RPG. Yeah, it just turned into that for a long time, and like I was like, what? When I am I gonna get to the Yakuza? I love them, but yeah, I think in this game they didn't quite figure out how to make it so you would come back to it as opposed yeah. to just do it all at once. Mm-hmm. Because once it unlocked, it's just like it took over my game. <laughs> like now I am in Yakuza <laughs> Taxi Man RPG because I was doing every single mission. Yeah. And it was really weird because at first, like, you're actually doing taxi driving missions, and then they had. A little sprinkling of these, like more, uh, like conversational ones. So mm-hmm. once Kiryu kind of figures out how to be a taxi driver, he's got some other missions where, uh, your job is not to do the taxi driving; it's to talk to the customer and oh trying to deal with them. So yeah. they'll 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 have their own little problems and that you'll have to solve, and it'll usually involve going to a certain place. And then maybe fighting somebody or buying something for (laughs) them or, you know, any, any number of random things. And then also there's these drift Kings. Mm -hmm. Like there's this gang of like street racers that you have to fight. Yeah. AKA win races against. So basically, you know, Yakuza, Zero also had these similar thing where you have the bosses and you have to fight them and defeat them. Look, it's a whole adventure that's <laughs> just centered around being a taxi driver in Fukuoka. It's crazy. And I'll just say as a warning when you get there, maybe as a warning or as, you know, uh, a thing to do when you get there, if you start doing the taxi thing, Trust me, this thing will never end, so if you want to keep moving on with the story, it's okay. I think you can come back to it. It's not a problem. But yeah, apparently Yakuza 5 is the biggest Yakuza game. That's what everybody tells me, because there's like five characters. Oh. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is, yeah, yeah. Yakuza, I thought Yakuza 4 was big, because Yakuza 4 had the four characters. Yakuza oh 5... God. Five characters, they all have their own storylines. Like, it's pretty huge. Like, th- look, this was the, their last game on the PS3, so it was like, all right, we're going to do it up big. Yeah. We, you know, all these technical advancements that they made, they figured out, all right, now we can make it crazy big. So, yeah, that, that's why back in the day uh, when Yakuza 5 wasn't coming out to the West, that's why so many people were clamoring, like, no, no, yeah. no, no, don't stop there. Yakuza 5's the biggest one. Like, we gotta get this one. Like, it amazes me that, like, the Yakuza series has just been, like, it's only now just blowing up. Yeah, like, it I was played a it, I'm huge like, oh my turnaround. God. <laughs> like, yeah. these are, like, this is, like, one of the best series I've ever played. Like, Yakuza 0 is one of the best games I've ever played. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, same. It, it's def- It's in my top game list of all time, Yuck- yeah. Yakuza 0. So, uh, just to think back then, like when Yakuza 5 was released digitally on PS3, that was after a lot of fighting to get that because they yeah. thought it w- wouldn't be popular in the West. And then they released Yakuza 5 digitally and that opened up the whole world to them, literally opened up mm-hmm. the whole world to them of new customers. And then from there, they started releasing the yakuza games over here i'll just say just say as an anecdote 
for those of you who saw the stuff about Yakuza 7. Emily, what did you think about Yakuza 7's big change? Oh, I didn't look into it much, but is it... Like, I didn't see any, like, trailer, or, like, I didn't look into it much, but wasn't it, like, JRPG style or something? Like, they changed? Yes. So, like, what was that? Because all I seen was JRPG. I didn't, like, look into it any further. I was just kind of, like, interested. Yeah, Yakuza's gameplay has always... It's always been an action game. Yeah. Specifically, it's what they call a brawler. It's it's a game where you punch people. It's and fun. it's basically It's a good time. And, and it's kind of like I mean, in some ways, it was already kind of like a JRPG where, you know, you have these quote unquote random battles that you encounter yeah. in the field. And there's also the like actual, the, like a level up system too. Yeah, and there's a level up system as well. So like the systems around the battling was already set up for a JRPG. Yeah. But the actual battling itself was a brawler. You know, you're punching. It's an action game. There's style switching in Yakuza 0. Not in all of them, but there's moves and there's special attacks and there's different combos that you can do. And that's kind of what people have been used to literally the whole time of playing Yakuza until they went crazy and decided to make this turn-based system. I guess the best way I could describe it is a combination of... Persona 5 and like maybe like the only games that I've seen have this kind of a system are Final Fantasy 12 and Dragon Quest 11 where the characters aren't all standing in a line like they move around the field and they'll go wherever they want and I don't know how accurate this is but you know when you get a chance look up uh yakuza april fools because this year they had an april fools video where they showed the yakuza game as a jrpg turns out that was real (laughs) oh my god and so in the party you got the main new character the main new character uh kasuga ichiban and he's got like th- three other people in his party. So it's a, you know, group of four, typical JRPG. Uh, so you got this Yakuza looking guy. You've got this buff, bulky construction worker. You've got this kind of like hobo street dancing guy who's got a hood on. And then you've got this sexy lady in an office outfit. Like she's an office. They, they call them OL out here. OL office lady. So she's this girl kind of looks like a secretary holding a handbag. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kasuga is sort of just walking with her linking linked arms, walking with her kind of looks like a date. And then some Yakuza dude kind of bumps into her. And that's the start of the random battle. That's where it kicks off is you bumped into my girl. Yeah, and then it's it goes crazy from there. All kinds of yakuza guys show up. They start fighting. You choose attacks from a menu, and you know how in yakuza how they have the special moves and how it changes the camera style to be more cinematic. Yeah, it's basically like that all the time. Fun, but you choose attacks from a menu. Mm-hmm. It, it is crazy. All of them have different moves, and I'm not against it at all. <laughs> The, the the lady, she has basically a lot of, like, buff and debuffs that involve her, like, doing sexy poses yeah. and then distracting the guys. And then, but she has some really crazy attacks, too. Like, mm-hmm. so she does a sexy pose because the, the, the 
buff con- construction worker guy was knocked down and then she does a sexy pose to sort of distract the guy attacking him and then he starts bleeding from his nose because he he's you know aroused yeah. i guess and then the buff construction worker guy grabs him from behind to hold him and then the girl starts then has her face looks like a freaking demon and she's like swinging her handbag around like crazy like this massive massive louis vuitton handbag and just whacks this guy up the face and just blood spurting everywhere out of his face it was great so i'll just say highly recommended to watch the video that's not the actual trailer people were talking about the other trailer is more story stuff uh the general vibe the general vibe I get, because this is the start of a new character for Yakuza. It's actually the first time they've really done this. And basically the deal with it is this guy took the fall for his mob boss and went to jail for 18 years, comes out, nobody remembers him. Even though he took the fall for the boss. Yeah. And he went to jail for 18 years. He comes back to the family and nobody remembers him. That would and suck. Yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to get his life back together and see what life is about now. Now that he's like, like nobody cares about him. And he just spent 18 years of his life. I think he's like maybe 40 now. So half of his life. And, you know, and now he's got to figure out what life is Damn. You know, without the mob and it's not or at least i'm I'm assuming at some point we'll probably go back to kamurocho which is the main place that you go to in yaku in the yakuza games uh but uh at least what they're showing here it's set in yokohama and in japan uh yokohama is kind of like a suburb outside of tokyo it's really nice very beautiful they they have all the pokemon festivals there I want to go to Yokohama for that one day. But uh but yeah, Yokohama very beautiful. It, you know, it uses the dragon engine from, you know, Yakuza 6 and Yakuza Kiwami 2, so very beautiful graphics. So, I'm super excited for it. It comes out like I want to say like February 2020, but in Japan, but they committed to uh 2020 for the West. So, we'll get it, still it next sounds year. Soon. Yeah, it's really like, soon. Actually, they've been they've been working on it for a really long time. They just haven't been talking about it. Like I feel like, like I'm that, so adjusted to like Square Enix release dates where like right? I hear something is like coming out within a year and I'm like, "Oh my god." That's gosh. another thing we need That's another <laughs> thing that's very important that we need to talk about. The Yakuza series is an annualized franchise. They have releases every single year and it's always insane to me that they do this. I didn't this. even know that. Cuz those are like big games. They're huge. Oh my and they god. release them every single year. They've not missed a year. Oh my god. Since 2005 they've released a game every single year. Now we're going to turn into the Yakuza podcast. <laughs> it's going to turn into the Yakuza podcast, sorry. <laughs> so if if you basically the summary of this is Games you should play while Kingdom Hearts is away? The answer is Yakuza. The entire Yakuza series. <laughs> the entire Yakuza series has you set. There are so many games. It's worth it. If you haven't got into it, definitely try it. I would say great starting point, Yakuza 0. From there, you you, you can figure it out from there. Yakuza 0, the next game would be Kiwami, Kiwami 2, and then uh, I guess the remaster, and that'll get you caught up. And then, you know, you just follow the numbers from there. But yeah, really great series. 
Can't recommend it enough. So good. Also, lots of visual novels. You recommended the Nonary games. Yes. And then I recommended Steins Gate and Phoenix Wright. And also, if you want the best JRPG of all time, Xenoblade. All right, so moving on to the questions. Our first question comes from Jay Handler. In the Kingdom Hearts 3 secret ending, Sora and Riku show up in Tokyo. Do you think they'll go to any other real-world cities? If so, where would you like to so see I them go? So I actually had this thought. It was before Kingdom Hearts 3 was released, because Nomura was, like, building up. There's, like, this thing that he wanted to do that he, like... I was like, are they going to Disney World? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only thing I could think of, because they had, like, the amusement rides, and I was yeah, just like, yeah. are they going to go to, like, Florida? <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, go to Florida. <laughs> I mean, if if I guess if they're in Tokyo, they could just go to Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> but like all I could see was just like Magic Kingdom and like the yeah, yeah, parks. For and I sure. was like, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> oh my god, I would just feel like NPCs. I, they're just like regular people. <laughs> like for me personally, I I mentioned it uh, in the part of the recording of the last episode with uh, the, the the other guys, but I I basically was like, you know, do, do have you ever felt t- triggered or targeted? <laughs> by a certain part of Kingdom Hearts like or or have you have you ever seen like memes online and you feel like I feel attacked yeah like, this was like directed at me I kind of already felt that way with the uh secret ending of, uh, of Kingdom Hearts 3 <laughs> yeah because of how like specific to deep dive and versus 13 and all yeah. that stuff how specific that was like I already felt targeted in that way like i feel attacked by this nomura i see you're trying to attack me personally but then not only that if they were to go to florida i feel like i got a wiretap in here like he's 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 spying on me so yeah that would be great go to florida get like a little Uh, like mickey ears yeah i would say another one and this is gonna be you know kind of on the nose but if you think about it it's kind of cool venice italy because if if this game is supposed to be revenge for this. final fantasy 15 <laughs> yeah venice italy hey that's altisha yep he would get his revenge on that too because <laughs> oh my look, god if you were if you remember the last trailer that released <laughs> of that game that he was still the director yeah. It had Altisha in it. So that was in his plans the whole time. Also, also, and this is huge, Namora got the idea to make Altisha a thing back when he worked on uh Advent Children because they went to the Venice Film Festival. This was back in 2004, 2005, and he even said in an interview when he, that he did then, he was like, "Wow, Venice is such a beautiful city." <laughs> I wish I could make a game here. And he was going to do it. And then they oh kicked him gosh. off that game. So I think that's a possibility. They could go to Venice. Yeah. Because he, he really liked that city. I don't know. He And then he decided to make a game that featured it. And then they decided to kick him off that project. Oh, man. I think that's, I think that's a good contender. I mean, I guess other than that, maybe like Osaka. Because like that's where they actually make Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. So... It might be kind of nice to like throw them a bone too. Like we'll get to go to the o- Osaka Castle. That'd be pretty cool. I'd fight people there. People were literally fought there. It was a castle. 
<laughs> defending the defending the uh emperor i guess i don't know if the emperor ever lived there but i don't know osaka castle whoever the daimyo or whoever was lived there like battles were literally fought there so that would be pretty cool to fight there uh i guess other than that um new york <laughs> but we already have tokyo tokyo's too similar to tomorrow's gonna make it a musical las vegas get me into the desert I want to fight somebody in the desert outside of Las Vegas. I want to see Las Vegas in the distance. <laughs> Basically, it's going to be what happens at Vegas stays in Vegas. No, Sora had a crazy trip and ended up in the middle of the, de- the desert, and he's punching drunk Riku. Shut up! You don't know me. I don't know. Basically, this is uh, this is where I, I think Namora is going, and I think I- I'm I- I'm going to follow him along the way. So, moving on from there, uh, Emily, can you take this next one? So, this is from Evertime Loss, and they want to know, is Trevorstown ever coming back? It's my favorite location and music of the Kingdom Hearts series. I hope so. Do I think it's coming back? I don't think so. But, I really hope it comes back. It's, I'm with you, it's one of my favorite areas in the whole game. And the whole game series, and yeah, the music. I mean, come on, it's like such a classic from really the first the game. You know, the jazz too. music that was a really and nice all arrangement that. Of it. Yeah, the 3D. Yeah, that that arrangement was great. I like what they did with it. Yeah, I don't like what they did with the town. I hope they will. Uh, let's just thoroughly board up that door mm-hmm. that goes to that side of the town, and let's uh, let's magically discover a new door somewhere else that goes to a different part of the town that we've never been to that oh this this part this place is actually good let's go here so i i think that would be nice um so yeah i I, i'm definitely on on board with i want to go back to traverse town so please and thank you i would also say just modern graphics engines tend to look really nice at in nighttime settings so Traverse Town would also look very beautiful there. So please and thank you, Kingdom Hearts team. Let's go back to Traverse Town. I like Traverse Town. Emily, how do you feel about Traverse Town? Yeah. It's a great place. There's puppies there. Well, I mean, if, you, if you're not a heartless jerk and, you know, actually mm-hmm. get all the puppies, there's puppies there. So that's a good thing. Uh, so yeah, moving on from there. Uh, this last question comes from Zweihander Legend. Zweihander Legend. And uh, their question is, what is your favorite Disney World from a non-numbered title? This is difficult because I feel like a lot of the worlds in like Birth by Sleep or like 3D that are new are like, just they're just not as fleshed out or like, I'm just personally yeah. not as into them. But right. I think one that could work. Yeah. And technically the movie has been in a numbered title but like peter pan the setting in birth by sleep yeah i think yeah yeah because in kingdom hearts yeah one, the birth by sleep one's really good on the ship we're not really we're not really exploring neverland but i think exactly if we went to like the actual neverland we were like flying yep. around there and i think that would be really cool also lilo and stitch deep space but not Deep space. Yeah, that's pretty good. Actual Lilo and Stitch. Preferably. Yeah, if 
that would be nice if we could go there. So, uh, I guess for me, I, I, I definitely agree with you. Neverland really great. Um, so just to, for sake of having a different choice, I'll go with, uh, the, I forget what it's called. Uh, (laughs) the one that has Cinderella in it. Castle of dreams. (laughs) Whichever that one is, that one's pretty good in birth by castle of dreams. That's the one. So castle of dreams, but I guess my favorite version of it is the destroyed version from 0.2. I don't know if 0.2 counts as a number, sorry. But I guess it's technically a number, but I would say, yeah, that one particularly. It's kind of a side game. And if that counts as a number, then the version from Birth by Sleep is also pretty good. Uh, I would say it's one of my favorite areas from uh, Birth by Sleep. And then also, I really like the destroyed version of it in uh, yeah, I like, 0.2. Like, it's just like very beautiful. Hue, like and kind of reminds it's, me oh, of Traverse Town. Nice. Yeah. It's very nice. The castle's very beautiful. I kind of wish we could have gone inside the castle. I-, I wanted to see what that looked like in the modern engine, but oh well. Very beautiful, n- uh, nonetheless. I would say just ev- in general... All the Disney yeah. worlds featured in 0.2 were really beautiful, so uh, they're all destroyed, but <laughs> they're all very beautiful. So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our question segment. Our music for this episode is a remix of Face My Fears. This is uh, Face My Fears Dream Eater remix. The uh, remixer is called Dream Eater, and uh, really great. Uh, you can find them on... Uh, I don't know if they have a YouTube, but you can find them on SoundCloud as Dream Eater. Dream and then uh, uppercase E for Dream Eater. So really great arranger. Give them a give them a check out. And uh, the next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 17th of September. Which, Emily, that is... Speak of the devil. It is the 17th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts 1 in the West. Do you have to have another celebration episode? I think yes. Anyone? So let's definitely... uh, Yeah, let's reflect on Kingdom Hearts 1. (laughs) Specifically the release that came out on September 17th, which, may I remind you, is the English version. And I'm assuming probably also other languages as well. That's that's something interesting. They had other languages. They had Spanish and they had French. They also, uh, so this version of Kingdom Hearts also introduced Sephiroth. It also introduced Kurt Zisa, who his name came from uh, Sweepstakes, the name in game Sweepstakes. I remember that. And uh, the Phantom. I don't know if the Phantom was added in. Ice Titan, that was added in for sure. And I don't know, but maybe another side, yeah. another story, but not Deep Dive. Deep Dive was Final Mix. So interesting so we'll have a lot of talk to talk about on the next episode about kingdom hearts one i'm so excited i'm actually playing kingdom hearts one right now and man it is so nostalgic i'm playing it for my first time in japanese 100 percent japanese i bought the japanese version of uh the 1.5 2.5 collection and i'm going through it right now and it's so so you're playing like the dubbing this again in japanese for the the first time they like have it in english too yeah, everything. Hundred. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent Japanese. Hundred percent Japanese. This is actually the first release of Kingdom Hearts Final Mix yeah. that has the Japanese voice because the original version of Kingdom Hearts thinking. Final Mix like... had the English voice, 
So, yeah, for the remaster, yeah. they actually put the Japanese voices back in. So it's a hundred percent Japanese, have, both voice and. Do they have the text. option? So to it's play good Japanese with practice. The Japanese dub and, in like the new, like collection. Okay, because I was like, I would be interested in doing no. that, but I don't know if that was a thing or not. No. Yeah, basically, if you if you want to play them in Japanese, basically, if you want to play any Kingdom Hearts games in Japanese, you have to go on the Japanese uh, yeah. PlayStation Network side of the fence and mm-hmm. buy Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, and that's how you get it in Japanese. Or uh, you could go out and play Asia and import the disc. That's another way to do it if you want a physical copy of it. If not, you can get it digitally pretty uh, straightforward. You just have, you know, if you just Google how to buy stuff off the Japanese PlayStation Store, they can guide you through that. I'm, I believe you. There are sites yeah. that sell like Japanese PSN cards that you can do it that way. So I, I have a, a credit card out here, so I just use that. So, uh, but yeah, uh, really enjoying it. I'll just say, like in terms of surprises, uh, we need the Pooh's Japanese voice. If you ever hear that, that is very strange hmm. it sounds like an old man i guess the regular winnie the like or yeah. regular english winnie the pooh sounds like an old man but this this just straight up sounds like an old man and yeah basically i i'm i'm playing it with uh someone who is japanese and their <laughs> reaction to it was oh come yeah. oh natsukashi you know the, it's uh, really cute and really nostalgic and then for me it's just like what is this this is the first time I'm hearing this voice and then it was actually good preparation because when I went to uh, Tokyo Disney just uh, this summer uh, we rode the ride uh, Winnie the Pooh's Honey Hunt so uh, obviously it's Tokyo Disney so all the voices will be in Japanese there so I was like alright at least I've heard all these voices already (laughs) I was kind of prepared for this yeah, Pooh is the only one that's a little bit different. All the other uh, voices are pretty accurate to what the English is. And yeah, overall, really enjoying it. I, I just beat Ursula last night. Like that's like and, man, my least favorite that like, is boss a really in that hard game, boss like... fight. I'll just say personally for me, every time I ever fought her, it was always like <laughs> I got up to that boss fight and then left yeah. and then did all of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and then came back just so I would be ready and I would have the Pumpkin King and I would just like beat her then. But I decided for sake of the person I'm playing it with, you know, I wanted it to be complete for for them. So it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to I'm going to knock it out. So. Without having to like over level, because that would take forever, I just like gave Donald and Goofy some mega elixirs, and then I gave Sora some elixirs, and yeah, that got me barely through the fight. Like I, I, I basically was <laughs> down to Donald and Goofy are dead, and every time they resurrect, yeah. her lightning kills them almost instantly. And then I'm out of all my items and I have no MP and I, and I just have my, you know, HP and I'm like maybe half HP. And then she's down to like, maybe like a tiny sliver of health, but a little bit more than just a tiny sliver. So I had to go in there real quick, hit her a bunch of times, got my MP up, use fire a bunch of times, and then 
that's what got her, but just barely. It was pretty rough, but thoroughly uh, satisfying. I can't wait to move on to Nightmare Before Christmas because I know it's going to be a lot easier from here. Thank God. That Ursula boss fight, I just can't imagine how kids beat that. That was too much. So, uh, yeah, as always, uh, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're our number one. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com and uh, Spotify or Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And remember, as always, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And send us your questions to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, Emily, it is goodbye time. Remember, everyone, to play Yakuza. That's my message to everyone. Exactly. You better play Yakuza, or else. Listen to us. And Zero Escape, or else. And Xenoblade, or else. So yeah, uh, y'all should have plenty of time, because now Kingdom Hearts is, uh, you know, finished. So, or for now, it's finished. So y'all better play those games. They're really good and really worth it. And I'm sure... At the very least, you can get Yakuza 0 probably really, really cheap, and it's like one of the best games ever. Yeah, I think it's like $20 in the Canada, which is like... So cheap and so worth it, so definitely go out and get that. Alright, so I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. (laughs)